What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Thank you for listening in. This is episode number 197, and I am your host, Ryan Sanderson. This week on the podcast, I'm catching up with a barbecue friend who has appeared on the show a couple times, but has had a lot of new stuff going on since the last time we talked, both in the barbecue world and at home. Luke Donald was first on the show way back in our first year on episode number 44, and then appeared as part of the panel discussion talking about the Netflix Chef's Table Barbecue series. I am excited to have him back on the show this week to bring us up to date with what's going on with the Moose Shed Barbecue out in Canmore, Alberta. Friends, have you heard about the best sauce on the planet? I'm telling you about Sticky Fix from Motley Q. Recently named the 2021 best sauce on the planet at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue Sauce Contest, Sticky Fix will be your new go-to. Perfect for the whole family. Believe me when I say this stuff goes great on everything from quick grilled chicken to a 16-hour slow-smoked pork butt. Joe and Jess from Motley Q are mainstays on the Canadian competition barbecue scene, and their years of culinary and competition experience shine through in all of their products. They put lots of time and careful attention into each item, and they love how barbecue brings people together. Barbecue is a big part of their family, and they want to help everyone make it a part of theirs too. Motley Q sauces and seasonings are crafted to deliver high-quality flavor to all barbecue dishes. From beef, chicken, and pork to wild game and vegetables, They've got a sauce or seasoning fit for any dish or occasion. Let me tell you, I picked up a bottle of their Ivory Heaven sauce a couple weeks ago, and it was fantastic with some pulled pork on a bun. Mm-mm-mm. Great stuff. Visit MotleyQ.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, to see the full lineup and get your bottle of the best sauce on the planet. Listeners of the Eat More Barbecue podcast can use the discount code EATMOREQ to save 15% off your order. That's code E-A-T-M-O-R-E-Q-U-E at MotleyQ.ca. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast. And uh, really excited to, uh, to do a little catch-up episode here. Uh, I was looking back, and uh, my guest, Luke Donald, from the Moose Shed Barbecue out of Canmore, Alberta, uh, first appeared on the show uh, way back in our first year of podcasting, episode number 44, um, lots has been going on with Luke, uh, professionally and, uh, at home lately. So I thought it would be great to uh, do a little catch up and see what's uh, been happening, uh, with Luke and the Moose Shed Barbecue. Luke, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Uh, thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm yes. doing very well. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, question I've started asking everybody since, uh, since you've been on, uh, so I'll throw it at you as, uh. And I'll be curious to see, given your background and a little different uh, than a lot of the folks I have on the show here, uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Oh, barbecue to me is it's it's about passion and about love and family. I think it's uh, it's certainly I think for any barbecue enthusiast, whether you're a beginner or you know a professional, I think the love for barbecue is strong in everybody, mm-hmm. and that that does it. And, you know, the whole family element of barbecue, whether they're blood relatives or friends, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes together and you become a you become a family. So 
that's what I love. And that's something that I've really seen as well on the journey from um, when we did our first mm-hmm. podcast and our interview. You know, I was kind of starting out um, on the barbecue road here in Canada. Yeah. And, you know, the love and response and reception that we've got from people uh, from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, mainly Canada. Uh, it's just been overwhelming, really. It's mm-hmm. it's it's such a, a privilege to be part of the uh, the barbecue community and yeah. the barbecue family. Awesome. So for folks that uh, maybe don't remember or weren't listening in back uh, way back then, episode 44, as I mentioned, uh, give folks a little recap of your uh, your, your barbecue origin story. Uh, from England, and you had some. Uh, you were doing some sort of barbecue-ish type of stuff back there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. To recap, we um, we had a hog roast business, so mm-hmm. we we did uh, full pigs, and that was our speciality. And mm-hmm. um, but then, barbecue was something that I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And at that time, barbecue wasn't particularly uh, big in the UK. Certainly not the the Texas style, which right. is what I kind of lean towards. Yep. So I tried to kind of push um, the, that, that style of barbecue as well um, while we were doing the hog roast. And, you know, it, again, it wasn't hugely popular at mm-hmm. that time. So people were a little skeptical. Yeah. But we, um, you know, we kind of pushed on. And, yeah, as we ran the, the business, mm-hmm. um, we tried to get that barbecue kind of scene going as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I was quite fortunate to be in that position. Yeah, and if I recall, is it Manchester you're from? Yes. Oh, yeah, the memory's not uh, not completely gone yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So how, how did you get into the hog roast business in the first place? Kind of what drew you into that? Um, well, I mean, catering and cooking and all that kind of stuff's always been in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been something that I've been interested in. I'm not professionally trained. Um, everything that I've kind of done, I'm self-taught or learned from, you know, a, a family member. And so I actually, the hog roast kind of came around and it was my 21st birthday and we got, we got a hog roast for the, uh, for our garden ah, party. Yep. And there was a few different packages that the company that we used offered and there was a DIY package. So, and, ah. um, you know, with me being fairly, uh, Handy mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Decided sure. that we'd, we'd do the uh, the DIY package, nice. and then yeah, it just kind of stemmed from there. Really, it was you know I, I kind of thought I could do this. So it took me a couple of years. Don't get me wrong. I uh, you know I had a full time job at the time, mm-hmm. and I worked away a lot. And um, it was certainly it was certainly um, you know a, a risk um, to set it up. Sure. And I decided at the time, you know, it's now or never. So yeah. just give it a go and. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I mean, luckily for us, um, it it took off, and yep. we ran the company for three years, and you know, built it from the ground up. We had a fantastic reputation, um, and then I eventually sold the uh, the business when we were pursuing our our other dream of moving to Canada. Right, and that. Uh, so, when when did you move? Uh, make that move over here to uh, to Canmore. Um, we moved in 2018, okay. but I've been coming to Canada on and off for probably, well, Camor, uh, anyway, for mm. about 20 years. Right. More You've for got, holidays yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah, so, you have yeah, fa- had family there. in Canmore already, yeah, with yeah. A, a restaurant so, as well and some other businesses, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, from being a young a young kid, I was very lucky to be able to come here for a holiday. Mm. And even, even then, you know, I fell in love with the place and it was somewhere that I always wanted to move to. I mm. never actually thought it would happen. But <laughs> yeah. 
And folks, for uh, those of you that aren't uh, familiar with uh, the geography, Canmore, Alberta, uh, about an hour west of Calgary, where I am, and right smack dab in the Rocky Mountains. So it's uh, uh, truly one of the most beautiful places on on Earth, uh, in my opinion, and uh, uh, just a magnificent spot. So uh, a lucky guy to... Be able to look, yeah. get up every day and see that scenery. Uh, yeah, that you absolutely. Have there. We, uh, it's something that we get asked a lot from family back home. You know, it's like, oh, do you ever kind of take it for granted now you've yeah. lived there for a few years? And I can actually honestly say no. You oh, know, that's I, good. I walk the dog and we go around yeah. uh, the river, and I just kind of still, yeah. you yeah. know, can't believe that I'm here. It's it's pretty, especially from you know coming from where I'm from. It's mm-hmm. uh, very different. Yeah, I grew up in Winnipeg, which is a flat prairie. So moving here was a was a big change. So, and you're uh, you're that much closer to it than I am. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, then let's kind of get into uh, Moose Shed Barbecue and kind of how that started up uh, um, for you in Canmore. Uh, and I guess where did the name come from? Uh, it's funny. Actually, I was talking about this to uh, the mother-in-law uh, the other day. So mm-hmm. the name actually. Weirdly enough, me and the me and the wife had a uh, a pet name for each other, which mm. was Moose, and it stemmed from um, coming to Canada for okay. holidays. Sure. For whatever reason, it kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of people used to turn their face up and be like, "You call each other a Moose." <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, that kind of stuck. And then when I sold the uh, the hog roast business, which was called Cheeky Swine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted some other kind of name. Um, moving into a new a new style of business mm-hmm. so we were throwing names around and um i kind of wanted to use something that was you know had a bit of meaning mm-hmm. not just kind of cherry pick anything out of the house so yeah. moose kind of stuck around and then um moose shed you know they they shed their antlers so, yep. uh, and then also uh, kind of leaning on like a, a barn or a stable right. or a shed you yep. know that kind of thing so um that it, it just kind of stuck it towards it kind of sounded right mm-hmm. so um yeah we we stuck with the moose shed barbecue excellent excellent uh so what uh if i recall from starting up uh, the business uh you, you've been doing other work the whole time you've been in canmore uh while you grow uh grow the moose shed business right yeah yeah it's not been um it's not been something that we've been able to focus on completely mm-hmm. we have well i have um, been doing other other work around town as well mm-hmm. Um, but certainly now we have been operating, um, you know, more frequently. Last mm-hmm. season was our first full season with the food truck. Right. Um, we, ha- I have been able to kind of take a step back from other things and actually put more effort, more focus into, uh, the moose shed now, which is fantastic. Excellent. You know, as everybody would like, you know, mm-hmm. when you have your own business, um, you want to give it 110 yeah. percent so uh, it's you know financially as people know when you first set, set up it's you know you're not always going to be making money straight away yeah. so we've had to uh, find some other means of revenue as well but mm-hmm. um you know now we, we have been running um the name's getting out there we've got fairly good reputation in town already yep. and um you know we're, we're seeing the growth now which is great awesome let's talk about that uh, you mentioned the food trailer and that was a uh a new acquisition that you got up and running last spring, summer? Yeah, it was uh, last spring, actually. Mm-hmm. We um, took the plunge with the food truck, uh, food trailer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was again, a, a big risk for us. Um, it was right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was kind of, 
in two minds whether to do it or not. Uh, but it was it was a similar it was a similar situation to the hog roast. It was kind of uh, you know a do or die sort of thing. So mm-hmm. with catering and barbecuing and you know just being able to give people you know good food and mm-hmm. um, that's always been in the back of my mind um when i sold the hog roast business i kind of thought that was it you know i yeah. thought oh, maybe I'm, I'm done with, with this kind of thing now because you know anyone can tell you in this kind of industry it's it's yeah. hard it's yeah. long hours and you know especially when you're on your own um you know running a business on your own it's it's a lot so i thought it was be- behind me but then um yeah, it was just niggling away at the back of my yeah, mind. And, yeah, the bug was um, the bug was still there, right? The bug was still there, yeah. absolutely. So, again, I, I was fortunate enough to be in a position um, where I could, you know, afford to to take the plunge and buy the food truck. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was one of them. I sat down with the with the wife and we talked at length whether we should do it or not. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so so we did it. We um, we bought it last spring, yep. um, and then yeah, it's just been a, a bit of a uh, bit of a crazy time since yep. then. Been pretty full on, yeah. So we uh, we have a range of retail items as well that we've mm-hmm. been selling. So we did that before the food truck. Yeah, you had those going before and uh, barbecue rubs and jams, uh, chili jams. Yes. Um, so they've really taken off. We're in six retailers now. Excellent. Um, and we're looking to to. to push that as well and grow more with that and then yeah with the um with the food truck we're now able to sort of showcase um you know what we can do and mm-hmm. our barbecue because uh, there's one thing posting pictures on instagram yeah all the time mm-hmm. um you know it's nice for us to actually be able to let people try the food yes and, and you know actually see what we're about yep so talk about what the uh what the trailer operation was like for you last uh last year with the over the summer fall yeah so like i say we we got going a little late in the season Mm -hmm. and we had a few speed bumps with um just inspections and permits and uh various things like that but yeah once we got going um we were just kind of constantly evolving constantly Mm -hmm. learning um you know it was something that even though i've been in that kind of industry before it was still very new to me um and the barbecue side of things as well, you know, as you know, barbecuing is always a learning curve. There's yep. always something to, to, to figure out and learn. So doing it on a larger scale um, than just for friends and family, um, you know, is certainly, certainly more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got up to the races fairly quick. And um, again, you know, I, I like to pride myself that I put a lot of passion and a lot of effort into the food that we produce. So. Mm-hmm. I'm always pushing for the best possible outcome um, where the product's concerned. So, you know, I think that has shown um, to a lot of people in town. Uh, you know, we, we're we always kind of striving for uh, top quality yep. of, our, of our stuff. So, yeah, it's been it's been really good. We've had lots of positive feedback. Um, you know, the response from people around town has been really, really positive. Um, and I couldn't be happier, to be honest. But, yep. You know, seeing your dream and your passion kind of unfold. It's, uh, it's quite, quite a lot, you know, it's, it's very re- rewarding yep. um, to be able to stand back and kind of think, you know, wow, this is, this is me, yep. you know, this is, this is me on a plate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, but don't get me wrong, you know, it's nerve wracking as well. At the same sure. time behind yep. the scenes, it's, uh, 
you know, again, because I do put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm sure other people are the same. Mm-hmm. You want it to be good and you want people to enjoy it. And yep. regardless of how many briskets you've smoked or how many ribs you've done, you know, there's always that thing mm-hmm. in your head where you're a bit like, oh, God, I hope you like it. I hope yep. you like it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were doing some pop-ups at local breweries. Yeah, so we have, um, uh, there's two breweries in town. Uh, so we were kind of leapfrogging between the two breweries mm-hmm. on weekends. And then we um, we got into the Camel Market as well. So right. we have a farmer's market on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we got into there. And then we were just doing some kind of odd pop-ups as well uh, in different locations that we could. Because mm-hmm. we wanted to try and get as many days in as possible. Of course, yeah. Um, and then we were venturing into Calgary. Uh, a little bit okay kind of kept more we kind of kept it more local uh, purely because i just wanted to make sure that you know uh, what we were doing was was good Mm -hmm. i was testing out menu options and different things and you know we were trying to see what works what doesn't work with people so Mm -hmm. we kind of kept it fairly local for the first season um just getting a you know getting a kind of good run on things and then Mm -hmm. this this coming season now as we're moving forward into food truck season we're really going to try and um, expand and, and push push the business, yep. um, you know, a lot more than what we did. We kind of had the brakes on a little bit. I'm going yep. to say, yeah, well, not um, not a bad idea to start a little slow, right? No, no, that's it. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to kind of run before I could walk. Yes, certain exactly. Things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we 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 were a little conservative mm-hmm. uh, first year, but uh, this year we're, you know, we kind of we've got a bit of an idea now. So um, yeah, this year we're going to kind of. Uh, coming back more coming up with luke from the moose shed barbecue talking about expanding their catering business and the creation of their amazing loaded fries first though this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at township 27 township 27 develops produces distributes and sells the highest quality pantry spices herbs spice blend sauces salad dressings and condiments for people who love food All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products right in Rocky View, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Have you been getting, or were you last year doing any more catering type things as opposed to the pop-ups, or was it more primarily the pop-ups? It was more more pop-ups markets. Yeah. and I'm guessing that's purely because we were a new business. Sure. Um, uh, but this year we have got bookings now uh, for weddings. And of course, with COVID as well, that kind of stifled a lot of yep. things. So yep. um, now things seem to be returning um, somewhat back to normal. Mm-hmm. And there's more weddings and, uh, you know, sort of gatherings like that that right. are now permitted. So yep. we are getting much more uh, interest from the catering side of things as Excellent. well, which is quite nice. Well, that's probably a, a little more. Uh of a sure thing than the pop-up for you, right? A, a catering, you, yeah. you have a set number of people, you're paid up front, it's, uh, you just yeah, got to cook the food for it and uh, takes a bit of the guesswork out of it. Yeah, 
I mean, that's that's something with the with the pop ups um, and events, you know, public mm. stuff. It's it's a huge risk. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you you're very reliant on the weather, um, and you know, just generally, you mm. don't know. You just yep. you know, you don't have a clue. And with meat prices fluctuating yeah. like they have, you know, and brisket especially, it's just all over the place yep. uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, you know, when you when you sink a large chunk of money into uh, your product and then all the time to to smoke it and, and cook it and what have you and then nobody turns up yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a big risk but, yeah, um, yeah. luckily we've been good um, yeah. you know we've always managed to sell out which no, is that's great good. Um, but yeah absolutely right the, mm-hmm. the catering gigs the private functions yeah. are um, much safer yes absolutely talk about the menu a little uh, the food the, the pop-up events uh, what do you Kind of what are the offerings you you mentioned that you're doing some different stuff and uh... yeah so like I said we kind of lean towards the Texas style mm-hmm. um, but we you know we do like to put our own twist on things so um, we have a range of our own rubs we use all of our rubs on all of our meats yeah. um, so depending on what it is and um, you know we'll use one of our one of our rubs there and then yeah we do, we offer brisket pulled pork and um, we're going to be doing ribs this year nice. And we did a couple of kind of Asian-y uh, mm-hmm. items. We did some uh, Korean chicken burgers, which went down a real treat. Yep. Um, and then we actually, um, it wasn't a plan of mine, but it kind of just evolved. Um, we started doing loaded fries. Yes. And it was, yeah, it was a bit bizarre. I didn't plan on doing loaded fries at all, but they were such a hit. Yep. Um, I kind of stuck with it. So hey. every week we changed uh, the fry option. Um, so we had, um, we were doing uh, like the twisted Kansas City fries. So we had pork belly burn ends, yeah. but they were with um, a bit of an Asian kind of okay. flavor. Yep. We did the Texas street fries, which I think you sampled yep. on our, yes. first, our first pop-up uh, yep. with the brisket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it kind of took off from there. So we just, um, what I was trying to do with the fries was pick, um, you know, some of the real uh, barbecue haunts around America and, and other places and um, some of those places that have really kind of put the stamp on, on mm-hmm. that kind of cuisine, um, Carolina as well. You know, right. we did the yeah. Carolina pit fries where we had pulled pork and a nice Carolina sauce. Nice. Um, so, yeah, the fries were, it was pretty crazy how they kind of took off. Um, yeah. And I think also what, what I wanted to do was make sure that there was enough variety. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be selling the same menu every week. Yep. I wanted to always keep it fresh. Uh, and I mean, obviously, we rotated some stuff where, you know, things came back and mm-hmm. people had their favorites as well. And they'd ask us, oh, have you got this on today? They'd be like, oh, no, that'll be next week. So, um, But yeah, it was, it, it's, you know, it's that kind of uh, Texas style. Yeah. But then we just put our own little flair on it as well and, and change it change it slightly. Well, I would think maybe with the, the fries, as you said, how they just kind of took off unexpectedly. Um, where we are and, you know, even maybe more so Canmore, not a, not a lot of barbecue options there in the past, right? No. So no. having some fries with barbecue on it is maybe a safe way for people to yeah, try absolutely. it out, yeah. right? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, as yeah. opposed to just getting a plate of brisket, get some fries that we know and some brisket on it or pulled pork, right? It's just, yeah. uh. And hopefully as yeah. people get a taste of it, then they may next time come out and try the try something else, more traditional barbecue, yeah, right? Definitely. And one thing that one thing that we actually found as well, because with the fries, um we would toss the fries in some of our um, barbecue seasonings as nice. well. Yep. 
when we had them for sale at the food truck. So what was it was great that we could actually um, almost offer a sample in a way, yeah. you know. Yep. Oh well, the jerk seasonings on the fries today. So yep. if you you know you try that, and then people would go, oh, I'll, I'll buy a jar of jerk seasonings. So that that Perfect. worked really well as well. Nice, nice. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's um, yeah. you know it's like a little sample of, of mm. the barbecue. Yeah. Um, so people can try and see if they like it, and then you know, like you say, it's much safer there. Yeah. Awesome. And along with the trailer, you made a, a bit of an investment in a cooker. Uh, brought in yes. a, uh, a yoder uh, there when you started out with the trailer and. Yeah, so again, you know, when I was uh, barbecue shopping, that was a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Yoda was something that I uh, I really wanted, and yeah. you know, they're expensive. They're, they're an expensive bit of kit, but yep. I tell you what, you know, that was the heart of, of our business for, for yeah. the full year. Yeah. And that thing just runs like a clock. It's yeah. it's insane. You know, yeah. they're they're built like a tank, and I was so impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did originally want a stick burner, and uh, I wanted to do it as authentic and as, as proper as possible. Sure. Um, but just given the fact that you know it was a new business and yeah. had other things going on, I knew that I couldn't commit the time to sit mm-hmm. there and baby the fire and, yep. and things. As much as I'd love to do it, yeah. Um, so the Yoda was, the Yoda was like the second the second option. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic investment. Yeah, they're and, great, uh, uh, great units. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. But I have uh, this year. I have um, another new addition, a new smoker to yes. the arsenal. So we, um, we picked up a drumbo, yeah, um, which I've been playing with. You've probably seen on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. I've been Absolutely. playing with that quite a bit, and uh, that thing is is awesome. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm in love with it. I, yeah. Uh, I actually even, you know, I'll go to that over the Yoda. To yeah. be honest. Well, yeah, yeah. If you don't need the volume, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so I'm really excited to um, to use that this year, and that's going to be our rib machine. I think. Okay. We'll be, uh, Perfect. We're filling that with ribs this year and, and, and getting that cranked out. Yep. I was about to ask if you think you'll. Is that going to be more of a home cooker, or you'll plan to use it for the business? But uh, you can't no, answer that. Uh, so. I mean, it'll be probably a little bit of both. But yep. One thing that I liked about it was, and this is something that I didn't realize with the Yoda at the time, was um, the weight. Mm-hmm. So I kind of anticipated um, in the beginning having the Yoda with me uh, while I was sort of traveling around. Okay, yep. Um, but yeah, that yeah. thing is so heavy. Yeah. And I'm on my own most of the time. So yes. loading that in and out of the trailer just wasn't an option. No. Um, so the Drumbo um, is very lightweight considering it's quite a, a large uh, pit. Sure. And so what I will like to do is have that um, with us as well, um, even nice. if we just kind of got some smoke coming out of it, you know, it yeah. uh, adds a bit of an effect to the absolutely uh, to, the, to the party. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, if we can get some ribs like literally fresh off the, uh, off yeah. the pit, that'd yeah. be awesome. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, you can do use the odor for the uh, the big meats and uh, cook the ribs on site uh, with the drum, right? Yeah, yeah, and chicken as well. We're sure. going to be doing chicken quarters, so yeah, the. Uh, the drumbo is going to be perfect for that, and it's very mobile. And then, yeah, like you say, the Yoda will be doing the, um, you know, the big cuts and the, the overnight cuts yeah. and stuff like that. Awesome! You know? well, a good, a good setup there. Yeah. Yeah, we our competition team that we started up last year. Uh, we had a we were using a couple of Yodas. One of the guys on the team has two of them, and uh, oh, nice. Yeah, loading those things uh, in and out of the trailer. It's a three person job, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, well, I opted for the comp car as well, and it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a beast. Yeah, they're heavy, so, yeah. but like you said, great, great machines, and they run like, uh, you know, 
said yeah. it and said it, and you know it's just going to do what it's going to do. Right? So. Yeah, yeah they, like I say, I can't fault it. I know a lot of people have um, some concerns about temperature fluctuations and stuff because they're constantly looking at them mm-hmm. and the, the phone, but yeah. yeah, you don't worry about you gotta, that. Yeah. Just, Look at the average, right? Look at the average. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then on the personal side, uh, speaking of new additions... Yes, yeah, we um, we had a baby yeah. um, in July last year, so she kind of she arrived right in the middle of the season as well. Yes. So that was it was kind of everything at once. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lost uh, I lost my employee, the wife. <laughs> yeah. she, was, uh, she was kind of helping me, and then yeah, yeah. she had to um, retire from that. So so yeah, that's been again another fantastic uh, journey there. Yeah. A big learning curve as well um but yeah we we couldn't be happier she's um she's a, a little sweetheart awesome so, yeah, awesome we're really pleased yeah when that pop-up that we came out to at the brewery uh i know leah was uh wasn't too far away at that point so no 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 yeah i i kept her working as long as possible <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Awesome. So what, uh, you, you'd mentioned, uh, that this coming year, what, uh, anything you kind of want to mention plans wise, uh, you have some caterings booked, uh, any, uh, pop-up events or locations kind of that you're looking at or that you've kind of got so- lined up? Nothing. Um, we've not got anything sort of special, uh, to announce currently. It's, um, yeah, we're just going to be going into this, this season now with, uh, a better head on our shoulders yep. and, um, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna turn it up a, a few notches. That's all. Awesome. Um, we're gonna try and we're gonna try and do the same locations. We're gonna expand and and go further afield if possible. Okay. What were the um, uh, what were the breweries there? I'm trying to remember the name of the one we came to, and it's just um, it was Canmore Brewing, which is more downtown yeah. than the Sheepdog. Brewery, Sheepdog. Which was that's just a yeah. More, so, that's yeah. the one we came to. Is Sheepdog? That's right. Yeah, Sheepdog where you came to. Yes. Yeah. Both both excellent uh, places, and they've been so good to us like you know uh first year being able to operate at those two places they've got a fantastic following of their own mm-hmm. um so yeah we were quite privileged to um, be able to you know pull up outside their uh their businesses and, and sell some barbecue well it works out well for them right because if uh, if i'm not mistaken the kind of the government rules here is that for a brewery to have kind of a tap room they have to have food correct yeah so yeah. that uh, so, you you can help yeah, that you're helping them out as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because both places don't have kitchens per se. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it's kind of a win-win, you know. Uh, people head out there, and instead of maybe just having one or two pints and then moving on, you know, they're now more inclined to stay because there's yeah. food, and then also you know it works well for us because people yeah. can get a drink. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have a license, a liquor license. Right. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven, yep. to be honest, having a barbecue food truck outside a brewery, you know, what more can you want? Yeah. Well, you can talk to Graham at Toolshed here uh, in Calgary, yeah, right? Good game, good food. Awesome, man. Well, that's exciting. Uh, looking forward to seeing what is coming for you uh, this year. Uh, as you mentioned, with uh, the COVID stuff calming down a little, hopefully we're back to more of a normal operation and... Uh, a year under your belt and it'll be exciting to see what you guys have uh are able to get done this year with the track with the trailer and everything so yeah yeah we're excited oh, that's awesome where can uh where can folks find you there luke uh so we are on instagram at the Mooshed barbecue we have a facebook page and we also have a website 
themoosejibbarbecue.com. Awesome. And then uh, on the uh, on the website, can folks find the the rubs and the jams and stuff? Uh, not currently. We are working on that. Okay. Um, but there are two two retailers um, that currently stocking our product. Uh, one is in Canmore. That's called Valbella. Yep. Um, and then there's Crank's Barbecue, um, and they are uh, an online presence. Okay. So um, both both Barbella and Crank's Barbecue can um, supply you with our rubs and jams. Awesome. And if folks are in Canmore, where can they find them? Uh... Valbella, you mentioned. Where else? Uh, what are the other stores in town? We're in uh, Valbella, Rusty Cannon Grocery downtown. We're in Red Gables Deli, uh, which is in Spring Creek. We're in Lake Funnel Bakery, and we're in uh, Shoppers Drug Mart as well. Awesome. Awesome. And then we have some more, hopefully some more locations coming soon. Excellent. Any new products uh, coming down the line there? Um, we're working, we're always working on new products at the moment. Um, I don't have any new rubs in the pipeline but the jams um we are working on uh, some extra jams so we have habanero one which has been very popular mm-hmm. scotch bonnet yep. uh, and a jalapeno uh, and then we also have uh, garlic and ginger which is more like a chutney it has a bit of an asian okay. kind of yep. taste to it nice it's a little unusual but it's it's really nice mm-hmm. and then i'm i'm working on a carolina reaper yeah i do like i do like my hot stuff the so heat and the real heat, eh? should be coming soon yeah um, yeah yeah, I found uh, using your jams, the I don't remember which of the pepper jams it was, uh, mixing with a bit of hot sauce and using that as kind of a glaze on wings uh, oh, nice. turned, yeah. out, turned out great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I do like to use them in stir fries because yeah. uh, they do kind of, they melt down and they'll create a nice oh, yeah. sticky glaze over the sort yeah. of meat or vegetables. Um, and you can roast with them as well. I've, mm-hmm. um, the garlic and ginger one actually works really well on lamb. You did a roast lamb. Yep. Yeah, I've been wanting to try it and haven't. Uh, trying it as a glaze on some ribs. Yeah, yeah, worked like perfectly. Yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, very good. That's awesome, Luke. Uh, appreciate it. Great to see uh, so much exciting stuff happening for you guys there, and uh, especially with the the little one at home now. It's uh, it's yep. an exciting time. So, you were saying before yeah, you got yeah. some uh, some family coming from uh, back in the UK to lend a hand so that's awesome and uh, gonna yeah. be uh, gonna be an exciting uh, spring and summer for you guys yeah fingers crossed awesome uh last question i ask everybody and uh, since it's the newest edition uh you got the drumbo fired up what's uh what's the go-to for you and ribs ribs on the drum yeah that that is a rib machine I, yeah. i've never tasted ribs like it it's uh, i don't know what goes on in there but when you shut that lid there's some magic happening some magic and, yeah. Uh, yeah that thing frank's ribs out like no tomorrow are you doing on the grate or are you doing there you're hanging uh i just do i just laying them flat on the uh on the grill at the moment yep how many can you get in there uh comfortably you could get about eight racks okay yeah so there's plenty plenty sure. yeah yeah, if you um, if you stood them up, if you bought one of the um, yep. the rib rack yep. things, you probably get quite a few more in there. Yeah. And yeah. then again, if you're hanging them, uh, which I haven't done yet, yeah, um, but yeah, you could get you could get quite a few in. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, they uh, seeing especially on the competition side of things, the drums are everywhere these days, so it's exciting yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah, they've really kind of taken that, taken hold of the competition market, haven't they? Yep, for sure. That's awesome. Luke, thanks again, man. Uh, all my best to you and the family there, and uh, we'll uh, yeah, thank you, look forward to my wife and I. We both have kayaks now, so we'll be heading out uh, heading out oh, your nice. direction uh, 
more this year. So we'll be uh, keeping an eye open and stopping in to see you guys. So Yeah, excellent. You're always welcome anytime. Awesome, buddy. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate you doing this. Okay, take care. You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news. Brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit, and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry-level all the way up to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and visit them online at Barrel Boss Q, B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A, to see the full lineup. And tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. A bit of a mixed bag for you this week on the new barbecue news side. The annual NBBQA conference was held this past weekend down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, along with their awards of excellence. And I was hoping to pass along some information about some of the winners but i have not been able to find the results posted anywhere yet so we'll have to try and get that to you next week i have featured a number of former competitors from the food network's fire masters tv show and the new season rolls out later this month i was on the food network website earlier today and came across the list of competitors for the upcoming season and i am excited to see three friends and past guests of the show on the list chef jenny from calgary's jane bond barbecue Janice from Smellicue, and also Peter from Pitt County Barbecue up in Edmonton. Check out www.foodnetwork.ca for details on when the episodes start airing. Speaking of Jenny and Jane Bond Barbecue, I want to give a big thanks to both Jenny and Adrian. Over there, they hosted a group of us at the restaurant here in Calgary this past Monday on their day off, no less, and fed us an amazing platter of barbecue and some crawdads. And then Jenny participated along with a couple other guests in a Business of Barbecue panel discussion that you will be able to listen to in a couple of weeks coming up on the podcast here. It was a great, uh, some great food and a fantastic conversation. I hope to do more of those panels moving forward, both in person and over Zoom. Have you heard, read any good barbecue-related books recently? My all-time favorite and the book that got me into barbecue in the first place is Peace, Love, and Barbecue by Mike and Amy Mills. Currently, I'm working my way through Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue, and I have Black Smoke by Adrian Miller waiting in the wings. There never seems to be a shortage of great books coming out. Hit me up in the comments and let me know what you've enjoyed reading lately. You can also email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta so you can get out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joint and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See y'all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.